0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now, here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Well, greetings, and I should be saying to you Happy Wednesday because you'll be seeing this on Wednesday. It is Tuesday, November 29th, that we are recording this episode with Kat Kerr. We're going to do a couple of uh, weeks of recording, uh, a couple of episodes of recording with her, uh, just because she has other things she has to do at certain times. So. That happens from time to time. It works really good for us. So it it is right now, Tuesday, November twenty nine, and you'll be seeing this on the thirtieth. So um, I don't think I have any other announcements. Let me just give you a quick reminder of of, of the wells that we dig. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. those, those of you who support this prophetic ministry. There are 24 of us, give or take, that uh, every two weeks we give a paycheck to. So your donations help us do that. And then beyond that, we dig many wells. We'll be up to 77 wells at the end of this month. So God bless you on that. One quick thing. I told uh, many of you that I'm going to play the clip where um, Kat Kerr talks about uh, the round earth versus flat earth. We'll play that at the end. As soon as I'm done interviewing uh Cat today, I'll, we'll put that on the end, and you'll see that clip. She did a really good job, so we didn't need to reshoot it. We'll just play it at the very end. So stick with us on that. So, and we'll mention it again. So, all right, it's time for Wednesdays with Cat and Steve. So here we go. Well, happy Tuesday slash Wednesday, Cat. Good to see you. Hello. <laughs> it's good to see you. So. So normally, we're a few hours earlier than this, but because we're recording in the afternoon, so you must be wide awake about now.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I probably am <laughs>
1: <laughs> normally, we get you as because you people don't some people don't remember that you literally stay up all night every night, and you have for years, right?
2: Yes, I have since I was young. Gee. My mom used to come in and find out why in the world was I not sleeping. And so she'd come and check on me. This was all through my school time, too. Wow. she'd come in, like, you know, at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, and she'd be so tired. And I'd look at her and go, why don't you just go to bed? (laughs) (laughs) She finally gave up checking on me. And uh, I still, but I still do that today. So that's just the way God made me.
1: Well, do you, is it? You do a lot of your prayer time, of course, during the middle of the night. You must. You just. Do you sort of come alive at in the night hours? Um, that's when you wake from up.
2: Midnight to four a.m. is my most active time.
1: Really, and, and that's when why you see
2: a lot of my sketches, my writings. You know, I do a lot of actual work work during that time.
1: Okay. Wow. Good. Well, you know, I I continue to learn more little things about you because we've known each other for almost ten years now. Yeah. So it's been good. Time has flown. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Kat, we're gonna jump in today. Um, what do you have? You, you probably got something on your mind uh, to talk about before we have questions about heaven. Any anything to share?
2: I think uh, some of the evidence that we're seeing now from, you know, you all know what we're talking about. Okay, the justice thing. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Justice thing. Yeah. Some of the justice that's finally being served is so delightful. I think. Uh, for me to see truth being told and people having to pay for what they've done. And that really has already started on that side. I'm going to try to be not so um, pointed today, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, The ones we've been telling, you know, that justice is going to come and you're not going to escape having to experience it. That is what I'm talking about right now. I think yeah. almost every day, at least every week, we're probably going to see something happen that will bring us hope in our lives and even joy and celebration that things are beginning to turn, even though you may not think that yet, it has. And there are people be- getting in office already. I mean, literally getting voted into office right now that are starting to say no to a lot of things. And you're probably going to see that increase. Although I do know that there will be one one huge thing, one big, massive thing that God is going to do that no one can deny it is him. But up until that time, I think he's going to give us days of refreshing and joy and celebration that we have hope for our future because our future is with him. It isn't with uh, the other side who wants the darkness. We are of the light. The light is in you. Let your light shine. I want to encourage you to do that, especially during this time, during the holidays especially, where people need more help or maybe they feel like left out of things because of their own situations don't forget them don't forget to help others in this time they probably really need it
1: that's so i good. am
2: personally excited about everything that's going on so i hope you keep that excitement don't lose that excitement or joy don't let man take it don't certainly don't let the devil take it no. I, I
1: don't know that I've asked you. Uh, we can't remember if, you, if if you and I have talked since. Uh, we must have talked since the midterms, but the midterms uh, in many ways were still stolen. Yet the, we yeah. got the house, but but yet many of the elections were still stolen. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about that, or has God showing you anything about that?
2: I think it's going to still be proven that they did do that also. I think it's absolutely going to happen. I don't think it'll take very long for that to begin to happen either because of some of the ways they did it. I think there's more people now available that know the truth and want to tell the truth, for one yeah. thing. And I think even the fact that some of the um, stations on the networks, I was quite shocked, we're not, we're willing to broadcast things that were done wrong. Really? Because that is a major change for what's been happening in the last couple of years. That They actually have some new people, I think, even in that area right now, they're wanting to try to keep their own life and their future. So I think you're going to see more of that
1: happen. Well, it's interesting, it's too, This a little bit today there, there I was reading that uh, some Arizona counties are refusing to certify the election yeah. Uh, for their county because the machines weren't certified, so they're not certifying it. I, I, I'm really going to have fun watching that one play out. I hope they stick to their guns, you know. Yeah, I
2: think that's going to be repeated in other places um, as time goes by. I think you're going to begin begin to see that more and more happen. That people just not tolerating it. They're just not tolerating their lives being stolen and things being kept from them and forced them into a place they don't want to be. Yeah, and I think you're going to see we the people begin to stand up more and more, and probably even have outdoor rallies speaking against it.
1: That'd be awesome. Now a minute ago you said uh, something big's going to happen that could only be credited to God. In so many words, you said that is that something that you know and can't say right now, or or you just know something big is going to happen? What
2: I think that's something I know and can't say right now.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll wait for it. Uh, I hope you can say it soon, or we can see it soon. You know, either one. Yeah. Yes. But you know, I I think it will be fun, whatever. When when whatever it is, it happens to give all the glory to God would be
0: That's the right. thing
1: to do. Is that because you know I'm I'm one of those, uh, one of many who believe that Trump is a is a crazy genius. He's so smart, but yeah. we don't want the story to be what the genius pulled off we want the story to be what god pulled off that's right so and so um i i I
2: think people um you know even in the natural realm it would be almost impossible for somebody to stay in something that long with all the stuff that's been going on i think people should understand that if, if it wasn't for god and his intervention i don't know that we would be able to pull off not us but you know god of course, can do whatever he wants to, and he will, and he will prove that. But I think the very fact that he's had so much divine intervention for number forty-five, yeah, and that he is still there, much to the annoyance and the fear of the other side, I can tell you that the other side doesn't want him being involved. They don't. If there's anything they could do, they've tried already to do it. And I think God's hand is going to start moving for number forty-five very strongly.
1: That's good.
2: Um, if they don't
1: really uh, really really good yeah you know i and i'd love to kick back and forth but i know you don't do that because god keeps you uh segregated so to speak yeah. you don't get you don't try to ask other prophets their revelation before no, you know, I don't. Which, which i like that about you so there's things i'd love to discuss with you but you know i know that you don't do that you know but you and i, I it doesn't mean you and i couldn't be sitting around the dining room table, which we've done here in this house. Yes. But it's just that there's certain things prophetically that um, we don't we don't get we don't share prophetic stuff back and forth. Well, so that way it keeps it clean. So really good stuff. Well, anything else? Are Are you ready for questions? Just so I know. I'm
2: definitely ready for questions.
1: Okay, Everybody. cool. My uh, printer isn't working right now, so I I sent it to my phone. So I can read it to you. So the, uh, we have one from an eight-year-old boy, Anthony, and he wants to know this: Why did Jesus get baptized instead of baptizing someone else? Um, you
2: mean why didn't they baptize someone else, or no, why
1: why did Jesus get baptized instead of baptizing someone else? Are you, know, you
2: they, mean in water or yeah? Not? I think yeah. Is that's there? what I
1: I believe that's what he's asking. About is that we know that he got baptized he
2: had to show he had to show his humanity. and in in order to be an example for us, I think that was absolutely necessary for him to be baptized in water um, and then have, of course, the Holy Spirit came down upon him. I mean, there was a lot of reasons why that happened, but also the evidence and the witness that came with that with the Holy Spirit coming down upon him uh, proved almost in a way that he was the Son of God. Yeah. but just because he was walking also as a man we know that he's called the son of man the son of God uh, that, that was one of the things that would have been required of him so why wouldn't he be baptized in water I think yeah. that would have been something we would expect and and the Holy I, and I
1: don't believe the, the scriptures don't say anything about Jesus baptizing anyone else yeah uh, they, maybe he did but they didn't say it do you know anything about that
2: I don't, I don't know of anything like that. I'm not saying that couldn't have happened because you know that what is written in the word right now, what's in that word is just a small portion of what it said. It said, if if everything was written, the books would go around the world. Literally, that's what it said. So there is a lot we probably will find out when we get to heaven that he actually did do. Uh, I know that he was nonstop going all the time, you know, to reveal the kingdom and talk about the kingdom. But. There's a possibility he may have been baptizing people, but at this point in his life, that was his time to be announced. And that's what it was. It was an announcement of him in in this world that uh, he was baptized in water. And then the Holy Spirit showed up to confirm that. So I think it was very necessary. But as far as him, there was so many things I'm sure Jesus did do. That I really can't wait until we can all see that in heaven. I'm sure we'll see it all happen.
1: Yeah, it's recorded. going to be fun to, to see stuff that we never knew. Uh, I assume we'll still be curious once we get there. What yeah. happened? You know, I'd love to see some reenact reenactments. Or I think you said it's kind of like a video log. You can watch it. It happen. is. It's like a a re, you can rewind it and play that scene again or something like that that'd be awesome
2: except it's not just like a video it's like it's like real oh
1: wow
2: it's really like that it's not like a flat picture that you will watch even in the theaters i talked about it's not just a flat thing on the screen it's got it's like three or even four dimensional sometimes really because you see the spirit realm and some of those things so i'm quite sure the things that Christ did, we will see the spirit realm activity as well as the natural realm activity happening, which will be amazing.
1: Very, very cool. Yeah, when I was at summer camp, I taught, I was a staffer at summer camp for three years. Through that, I met my wife, Doreen, but we had a thing called Walk Through the Bible. And every weekend, um, then we would all the staff would get in their Bible clothes, and, and then I- the, the people would then walk around. It'd probably be a two-hour walk, and he'd walk around and do twenty different scenes, and the staff were all there. And and every time the horn would blow, like the shofar, everyone would move ahead. The scene would be over, so we would act out the particular that so scene. Cool. Yeah, it was very fun. I would I always did the Jacob and Esau. I was the deceitful one. No, no, I did, I did. I did Jacob and Esau, and then that, then we did the turning the water to wine. So I did I che- traded off one year, so it was pretty fun. You know, that was a fun one to do because everyone was so hot. We turned water into wine, and of course we served um, red punch.
0: Red punch. <laughs>
1: we let, we let everybody have it because they were really hot. Anyway, it was fun. All right, so here's the next question. Don is asking this. <clears throat> It's funny what people ask, and I would think, well, why, why would they ask that? But it's a real serious question. God's word says in Genesis two eighteen, "It's not good that man should be alone, so he created woman." Was he God saying it's not good for mankind to be alone, or specifically males? That's the question.
2: I think it had to include both because obviously, if there was someone else there with them, they weren't they would no longer be alone, you know? Right. And I think God did realize probably more than not be alone. He needed help.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do. That we I
2: play on that part of the Adam and Eve thing because that's what God said. (laughs) He needed help. He needed a help mate, people. There you go. Adam needed help. And it probably didn't take God very long to figure out, well, I better do something extra. Not that he didn't have Eve planned. I'm quite sure he had Eve (laughs) planned. But I'm I'm thinking he probably saw very well why you know, I know in my husband you know, uh, if, if I'm not here, he probably doesn't always eat. So you need someone to cook, pick up, clean up, uh, find what's lost. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think those are some great things that almost every woman has had to do for their husband. And the husband, of course, unless they're special, they would not be able to look in the refrigerator probably and find. I'm probably going to hear from people about this, but you know it's true. Okay? It's true.
1: I can't go. find it in the refrigerator. I, I
2: don't see it. It's not there. And I move one thing in the refrigerator. And he goes, oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that sounds so much like home here. So. so
2: I think if God realized what he saw when he made the anim- the animals, right? He made yeah two to each. And I guess he figured, well, I better make him a helpmate. He needs somebody. Well,
1: speaking of the helpmate and the woman, it says that God he, God made man in his own image, and then it adds male and female made he them. That's right. Um, so, what's the deal? We see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's no female. Uh, how- no,
2: I don't think that is actually what he was trying to say. Okay. That means mankind itself. That could be male or female. I think that was more like that, uh, more like that than say, you know, make man in our image. Mankind was someone who could think on their own. They could make plans yourself. They had a soul that they could use to create. I see what you're saying. So what I see what I'm saying with them, and it says actually in the Bible, it says in the spirit, okay, there is no male nor female. What that means is no, no, no dominion of one over the other in the spirit realm. You can be a king as a woman or you can be the bride of Christ as a man right. so I'm Thinking as mankind. That was like mankind. Let's make man in our image, male and female. He made them to represent the fullness of a person. And I think that probably was what he meant more than there's somebody who's a female and that's God. And so, um, but I well, know so, the father yeah. does have the attributes, you know, the father carried us inside of him. And I think that's why he created that as a way for man to come to the earth. Uh, to be born through the womb of a woman, and uh, he carried us himself, you know, that's where we lived, in him we lived, we moved, we had our being, and uh, I think, and it it calls the father, even the father's got different names of, um, you know, uh, being the nurturing one and the caring one, and I think that the the attributes that have to be displayed, of the fullness of them, it probably would have to be male and female, not not necessarily meaning that there would be a female God.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly for all time, the Father had in mind that when we were all restored into heaven, uh, all of us that received him, there would be men and women in heaven that's right. who he had created for that purpose to be men and women in heaven. That's so right. That's interesting, yeah. We
2: are His sons and daughters, and I think if you look at it that way too, we... Male and female are also sons and daughters. It's just not husband and wife. Yeah. You know, and we are sons and daughters. It talks about that in the Bible. But I think that mainly it more means that mankind itself.
1: Okay. You know,
2: a mankind can, like I said before, we can think on our own. We have a soul. We can react with our God. We can choose what, with our with our with our mind and our emotions what we want. So I think it was probably that. But there is no female God. I know that yeah. there is a spirit of wisdom, and she is got a feminine image. So there oh, are several, several of the, the key spirits in heaven, not that they're higher than anyone else, but I do know that there are some that have feminine images.
1: Is that, uh, in fact, let's talk about that for a second because Proverbs talks about wisdom a lot, a lot, a lot. Is it referring to not only the the characteristic of having wisdom? But that spirit in heaven that has the...
2: It actually calls wisdom a she.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking it did. so.
2: Yeah, it did. And she is feminine and she does have like a gown and stuff on. And she's got really? long hair. And so she does. Not just that. There are other also. Other, there's many different spirits. It talks about them in the Bible. Okay. But wisdom is definitely one that is a feminine.
1: Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com give.
1: All right, let's see. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask this one. I wouldn't ask this myself because it's like, hell is bad. I don't need to know any more about it. But this person wants to she, she said, um, Kat said that heaven is round and so is the earth round. Is, is hell round too? That's what he wants to know
2: no hell is not a planet (laughs) hell is a spiritual place created in the spirit realm it is the place where the wicked dead that's their abode that's where they go when they die it's also supposed to be the abode of you know that's where hell is we're talking about hell right now abraham's bosom would have been the different or the opposite of hell it's where those counted righteous by god uh, that's where they died when when they went which was a beautiful place, yeah. and there was a great gulf that divided um, Abraham's bosom or paradise, called the same thing, same thing in the Bible, and hell was quite a distance from there. And so, those are both spiritual places. You couldn't go down there in the earth looking for them and find them. And uh, and that's where the spirits of the dead they would go either go to Abraham's bosom paradise, or they would go to to hell.
1: Well, I'm pretty. I'm getting to know you pretty good because I we, we talked about this question before you came on, about whether hell was around. I said, "Cat's gonna say it's a spiritual place." It is. I said, yes, I know you well. Okay, Lorna is asking this. Uh, after we get to heaven to live forever with Jesus, uh, Jesus, the Word, who is the Word? I think she's saying. Will our Bibles or special revelations we received while on earth be in our mansions? I know we wouldn't need these things, but but they are special treasures. So she's wanting to know Bibles or revelation that we receive. I suppose she means scrolls of revelation. I'm not sure what she exactly means by that. I think she's wanting a library with these things in it. Well, you know,
2: I do know this. I do know there, there are photographs that you took yourself, that you love, that are very special and precious to you, there are either copies of them or the same thing, that those are hanging on the walls in your mansion. I know that much. So I can't answer that whole question. Yeah. I am quite certain that any revelations you got on the earth, you would retain them. They wouldn't go away from you. That was something that was put in your soul and that remains in your soul unless you take it out of there. So I'm quite sure all the revelation you got, the things you heard God say to you, Encounters you had, you'll never lose those. Those will definitely be, be going to heaven. Well, too.
1: and our, there's a lot, there's a massive, massive library in heaven, I'm thinking. And yes. our, our books of our life or, or, or our book of life is in heaven. We would what? Go to the library to to read it or I think slash you watch have it?
2: That, that's given to you personally. You keep that in your mansion.
1: Okay, you would keep that one. So,
2: yes, you would.
1: Okay, yeah. and I am fascinated with. Um, the photographs you've mentioned that before, and I'm thinking to me for some reason that it's the closest thing I've ever heard you say that is like heaven, that is part of Earth. Like for instance, if I have a family photo and we're at a picnic, and I'm just making this up, and everybody looks good and everybody's laughing and everybody's happy, maybe even a couple of our guests, were there, and I always love that picture. I'm just making it, and if that was in heaven, it just seems odd to be in heaven reminiscing about good old times at that picnic on earth. But but is that you Well as,
2: Steve, you don't forget the good things. You don't you don't forget those. You don't forget the wonderful things and the, the the beautiful things that you got to do with your family members or your good friends or stuff like that. Those still that be good is,
1: memories then.
2: Those are good memories. Those aren't taken from you. So why wouldn't you just have a picture of it? That's good. They That's do good. have photographs in heaven already. I mean you already have other stuff on the walls of your mansion. Like when I was taken and I saw that the son of that one prophet who I will not mention, he went into, I think it was his father's mansion. I think he was actually staying there. And when he walked down the hallway, he saw pictures of family members who weren't born yet.
1: Oh, wow. Because they're outside of time. Yes. Wow.
2: Yeah, they were still, they were young enough, the couple who had lost the son was young enough to still have children. And they had several family members that I personally knew were not on the earth at that time. And so these were people who were going to be born.
1: So. And and they were in a
2: family photo. They were, they were all in a family photo.
1: So if, if God were to allow it. Okay. And and I went to heaven right now, I might see my great grandchild's snapshot up there. Probably. with With him and me or or something like that. You yes, know.
2: probably, yes.
1: Wow, that's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. All right, um, okay, I think I asked, okay, Mary's asking this, since we need to be born again in the spirit, okay, when does that the spirit that God knits together with in our, in our flesh, in the womb, uh, become defiled or dead, thus requiring rebirth? So I guess you're saying God knits the spirit, our spirit, with us, and she's wanting to know what about when we're born again in the spirit. I guess she's kind of wanting to know when did the first spirit get defiled, such that we have to get born again. I'm not, I'm not even sure I know how that all works.
2: I don't understand the question. I don't think that is the correct way to say that question yeah. number one because yeah. I got born again at age four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't have an old defiled spirit. He got rid of because I got born again. That is a process of giving yourself to christ
1: okay Okay,
2: that's what born again means you're not the same you were before because now you have christ living in you it's it's that choice that you make to include him in your life that doesn't wipe out your spirit you you still have the same spirit your spirit is you and that is knit together at the time of conception at the time of conception in the mother's you know in the mother okay Time of conception, there's a little dot of flesh that forms. And when that happens, the father sends your spiritual body, you, down to earth. And he attaches that in the womb to that dot of flesh or there would be no life. Um, Until the spirit of life was added to Adam, there was no life in Adam. Adam's body was made. It was perfect. But then the father leaned over and breathed Adam's spirit from himself into that body. And it said he became a living soul. So, without that, there would be no real life. So, your life begins at the time of conception. Your angels are sent then, waiting on you to be born. Um, So, I know that for sure. I know that's how that happens.
1: Let me ask this occurs to me to ask this right now. And I have a feeling someone's watching that it's going to apply to uh, because um, miscarriages are kind of common. A lot of people, you know, Doreen and I had a miscarriage. Carriage or dream had the miscarriage when uh, so there was one child we have that we now believe is in heaven. Because I started understanding that when I read your first book. Can you try and talk to someone about what happens? They're they're brand new, they're Christians, or maybe they weren't even believers yet, and suddenly they had a miscarriage and they had barely gotten a week or two along until they found out, and then it was gone. Something happened. This guy really take that almost nothing, almost nothingness. It's
2: something, you know why it's something, Steve? Because the spirit is there. Okay. So you can't say, yeah. no matter how small it is at the time of conception, when he says, at that moment, I knit you together in your mother's room, that's what he knit together, that of flesh in your spirit. At any time after that, any time, I've seen little tiny, I've seen little babies as big. At um, any time after that, should that child pass and not make it all the way through, he definitely is going to come and get that little baby. It's still a baby, yeah. and, and you will get that baby given to you when you get to heaven.
1: Do you think uh, you know? There's been people that have had multiple miscarriages, and there's. But I think beyond that, that one's easier to grasp. But beyond that, there have, must be people who have had miscarriages. That it was so early on, they don't even realize they had a miscarriage. It would be that, right? And would yeah. they would they arrive in heaven and suddenly realize I've got children?
2: Absolutely. I I happen to know that for a fact that that is what happens because when life begins, it is a life, and whoever's carrying that child, that is their child, and God's not going to ignore it. He's the one who knit it together. He he took that little child's spiritual body. Yeah. He took it from himself and knit it to the mother's womb. And then it became a real person. That was a real person that was that baby. And whether it's a week, two weeks, four weeks, however long that is, if that baby, for whatever reason, does not make it to full term, then yes, that baby will be waiting for them in heaven.
1: Well, I have a question to ask. Kim Clement wrote a song. It was... Um... It was a post-9-11, and it was about the loss of life in in the Twin Towers Mm -hmm. and especially the children that were taken. And one of the song lyrics goes, uh, he's singing about the children that were lost, and he has a line that says, I will give them back to you. I I never asked him about it. I don't know what that means. Would God ever take a lost child and and re give it to this parents in the form of uh, of the next birth anything like that.
2: How hard have you been thinking, Steve?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's know. What
2: is absolutely correct. Is it? Absolutely correct. And I'm not the only one who knew that. Uh, there's somebody that he needs on this earth that is so important he will sometimes actually take it and then put it back in himself. And then he will resend it at a, at, a, at, a, at a different time send it back to the same people. yes, he does every now and then he does that. I know Kim Clement actually did know that himself he knew that
1: oh wow wow and I okay. know for
2: sure but he had me tell somebody that and then really? said, had yeah mm-hmm. I said God's not done with that child so he will he wants you to know that he has taken it back into himself. it was she wasn't very far along at all. And uh, that he will send the baby back because he needs that baby. He needs you to be the parent. He needs that baby here. And so it was pretty exciting.
1: You know, can I drill down a little bit on that? Dreen and I were talking about something else. uh, And we were about embracing the love of God. And I I kept saying, God doesn't just want to embrace you. He needs to. We were just. And for some reason, I knew that God needed to do uh, that. And it had to do with God's love and who he is. So t- what do you mean by he needs this person? I mean, he can create anybody at any time. What, how, can you try and define why does he need this child? He
2: knows from, you have to understand, he's been carrying us before the earth was made. Yeah. Before this earth you're sitting on or you're living on was made, you were already in God, in him, you were in him. We've all all been from the beginning to the end because God has been there and we were with him. We were never not in him. And he's still sending them to the earth to be born on the earth. And he has got his own timeline and the things he has mapped out himself that will happen. And there are people he chose sometimes in the lineage and said, I will put this one here. I'll put this one here 20 years later. This will be here. 30 years later. This is how he plans. He plans things. And so if if the enemy, for however reason or whatever happens, um, tries to stop that from happening, you know, at the time of when Moses was born, they were trying, you know, Pharaoh right. wouldn't be born. So he was starting to get rid of them. He didn't want that person to be born, but that person was born. Correct. Moses yeah. was born. And even the same thing with Christ, they had to go hide. Why? Because they were trying to eliminate all of them because somebody special is coming the enemy knew it that would be the devil knew that they were coming and so he tried to stop that or prevent that from happening and yet christ was born christ did did come to the earth and was living living so that there are other people that he has on purpose chosen and he will not choose another (laughs) he just will not choose another and i've had of course people who are don't know what they're saying. Say to me, you know, well, I believe God chose seven men before He chose you, but they said no. I'm like, That's totally incorrect. That is incorrect, people. <laughs> I was chosen out of a long line, seven, uh, just seven different generations of people. I was chosen out of that family line to be here for the very purpose that I'm doing now. He chose me to do it, and yeah, I'm. There's 15 kids in our family. I, I was chosen for certain reasons out of that. Out of that that uh, generation of people, and he wouldn't pick someone else. And he told me he wouldn't pick someone else.
1: So I was gonna yeah, there are
2: sometimes he just will not pick someone else.
1: Yeah, I That's- like that. I like that. And by the way, I mean, when someone was probably trying to make you feel good by saying he took he 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 offered it to seven men first, and then he whatever they thought they were accomplishing. But that would, if that even if that were somehow true, that would have that would have be a picture of a very unpowerful God who tried seven times and failed yeah you're right
2: seven seven times (laughs)
1: anyway, okay let's see let's see um let's see Deanna is asking this I know you have said we have spiritual authority over our homes and workplaces but do I have the same authority in prayer and sending the host to my former workplace even though I have no longer worked there okay that's the question
2: i think that would depend on where that workplace is number one because i know where you live is one of the strongest regions you rule in and i think that probably that might make a difference um or for you know you can you can probably send the host almost anywhere you want to to try to protect people or help people uh no matter where they are but your family's a little bit different when you're sending them to protect your your individual family that you live with that you're that you're totally connected to but I don't think there's anyone God wouldn't approve of you sending them to do something for them.
1: I have a question that relates kind of like that. And that has to do with the soul ties. I've had many people over the years, when we're getting inner healing or whatever, they'll say, well, Steve, you need to break this soul tie with this person, or you, you have an unhealthy soul tie with that person. Um, so I guess I want to ask you, number one, is that does that seem truthful, true to you? And number two, if a person, if I, let's say I'm overly concerned about this relative and and I just want them to get saved, but I worry about it. So my soul, is there an unhealthy soul tie I can have towards even a loved one, like being too concerned that it's my job to pray them in? Is there an unhealthy aspect? I don't that? think
2: that would count as an unhealthy soul tie, uh, Steve. I think okay. that's, the t- you're, you really care and love for them. An unhealthy one is where there's abuse okay yeah that's abuse and i understand all that because i've i've been an intercessor most of my life most of my grown life and we did that in groups. so we would get together and we would pray for people but if we minister like it would i i didn't ever minister on a platform before i did any of this but sometimes there would be groups or people in the church we would pray we would have special prayer meetings people would come forward for prayer um and we saw that because i've always been a seer But there were other people in the interception group that also could see things on people. And we knew that they had an unhealthy soul tie. And there was severe abuse. And um, they had gotten free of the person, but they hadn't hadn't broken that soul tie. It's very important to do that, because when you break a soul tie in the name of Jesus Christ, then that, that person or that tie can have no effect on you. I know a lot of people don't understand that when you create a soul tie, that's because of a close relationship, a physical relationship. There's certain th- things that would qualify for you to have a soul tie. You don't have a soul tie with everybody. Obviously, mm. but there's not just people you have soul ties with. Sometimes there's places you make soul ties with
0: oh, interesting. Really
2: unhealthy places and you need to break that soul tie. Something you can't stop thinking about. You want to be a part of or is a part of your life. If it's got darkness in it, that's a soul tie you made. Possibly you don't want to keep that soul tie. If you're letting people who are in the darkness influence you uh, on a regular basis and you you like that person for whatever reason, then you should break that soul tie. But it always has some kind of abuse or darkness in it. And what I would see sometimes is I would see like if I would looked at somebody and I saw like it would almost be like a rope coming out of them, but it would be twisted. Really? somebody who that to me that is a twisted soul tie that means there's abuse there's control uh it could be drugs that they're on it could be all kinds of things that they had created you can create a soul tie with stuff or things also like drugs like pornography and it controls you has a way to control you you have to break that and you actually have to say I choose my will to break that soul tie and you say what it is in Jesus' name I no longer will have anything to do with it I will not, not be a part of that anymore. If you want that broken, and then the, it's literally broken in the spirit, and it cannot affect you in any way whatsoever anymore.
1: You know, I've had people in my life, uh, just on one hand, I suppose, that I I had to forgive over and over and over until it became complete because it would keep coming back. Yeah. The the feelings of hurt. If, if I've forgiven someone over and over and it comes back, is there a potential soul tie that needs to be broken that would help that? Or is it just... It possibly
2: could be. There okay. could
1: possibly be. Okay, cool. Uh, Sandra's asking, is there a special place in heaven or a special honor given... Interesting questions people have. This is interesting. Or, or a special honor given to animals that were sacrificed as a part of the Old Testament atonement, such as the spotless lambs that were offered uh, or the scapegoat. Okay, so that's the question. Is there a special i mean yeah what are your thoughts on that that Sanders wanting to know
2: i do know that god loves creatures also not as important as we are of course but i do know that he does have a special place in this for creatures and i would think probably anything that had had paid a price with their life or something like that i'm pretty sure that they're in heaven
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com/give and become a partner today.
1: That's good. That's good. All right, Angela's asking: Do people who follow their genealogy as a hobby on Earth get to do genealogy searches in heaven, or continue per- pursuing this hobby in heaven?
2: I don't think you need to pursue anything. They'll be showing up at the gate to meet you.
1: Yeah, everybody's there, right? I'm you curious
2: know? about that. They will be there and say, I'm this. I'm, I'm your family. I'm a family member from like, you know, two or 3,000 years ago. I was wow. I'm a part of your family. And, and I just want to say, hi, welcome to heaven. They literally would do that. I'm from 500 years ago. I know you don't know me, but. And then they, you, they look a lot like you, especially. That does happen also.
1: Interesting, but you don't have
2: to look for anybody, they will be looking for you.
1: It's a non needed uh, hobby, then that's right. And you said uh, not that many episodes ago that everybody has their own unique vibration, and people hear or sense you coming. I I, I mean, it sounds like there would be like millions and millions of different vibrations, is literally there's an identifiable something that comes off a person so you'd know that they're, they're even walking up is that what you oh, mean? I'm
2: quite sure that they're <laughs> i absolutely know you know when enoch is coming because his is very very powerful um and you just learn how to connect that with them when when you probably meet them for the first time to see it you'll never forget that it's sometimes something you hear always something that you feel
1: it's interesting very very interesting all right we're All right, Faith is asking the scientists and inventors on Earth have to experiment and fail to create new things. Given that we will still create in heaven, is there the potential for inventions to fail in heaven on the first few attempts of making something new? Or does everything work the first time because things are perfect in heaven? Interesting question.
2: I'm going to just use the scripture to back up what I'm going to say. Okay um i'm quite sure that you will learn to create things and i always will tell people you will not create people that's just not ever going to happen god's not going to have that you're not going to have your own race of people and start start life on a whole new planet you wouldn't want it anyway but in the word of god it says that when the when the when the when the father and the word created together and that's mainly how they did everything yes the word made everything there was ever makes that was his part the father would speak something this is when there was nothing out there the father would speak what he wanted the word would step out of God and that wasn't his living place it's just when they were going to go create sometimes and then the word would make it and this is what the bible says if he liked it it remained in other words if God liked the way it looked you know he said he wanted it the word stepped out and made it and it says if he liked it it remained if not it just went away it says that in the bible so That was, I guess, they're practicing on something. And maybe that was an apple tree, let's just say, for instance, or something like that. Maybe they were thinking about making something together. And uh, so if it didn't quite turn out, it would just go away. Then they would remake it probably until they liked it.
1: Now, where did you say that's in the Bible? You'll have
2: to find it. (laughs) (laughs) God usually tells me, tell people, why don't you search for things? That shouldn't be that hard to find, okay? okay? It shouldn't be that hard to find.
0: Uh, if but,
1: anybody that finds he it,
2: says that, that if you liked it, it remained. And if you didn't like it, it did not remain.
1: Interesting. Not
2: talking about people.
1: <laughs> not talking about people, but no. different things. Okay. No. Interesting stuff. Okay. John's asking this Are there treasuries in heaven? And how can we withdraw from our heavenly accounts to use here on earth?
2: Well, I can't tell you exactly how to do that. I do know that if it it probably has a lot to do probably with the way you're living your life, maybe, or what you would want those things for. If it was what you wanted the money for, that's very important to God. If it's not to just waste it on yourself, that doesn't mean you can't get things for yourself. I'm saying you don't want money just so you can have greed. And I think that's very key in anybody asking for any kind of money or stuff like that. God doesn't mind you being rich, by the way. It says Christ became poor. That happened when he left heaven. He was not poor on the earth, okay? He left heaven to come to earth. It says he became poor. That means he left heaven so we might be rich. Rich in money, rich in many other things, you know, because as the body of Christ, we should be over things. We shouldn't have to fit up with poverty or things like that. I'm hoping people don't have a poverty mentality. Kick that out if you do and start thanking God for the blessings. And I think gratefulness and thankfulness has a lot to do with those kind of things, like um, asking God for those things or wanting those things from God. I know gratitude for what he's already given you or just a grateful heart has, it goes a long way with, with getting stuff from God like that.
1: So uh, to to further on that question, if if your heart was right, if John's heart was, I just really want, I've always wanted to feed the poor and yeah, I might build a nicer home, but I really want to Feed the poor throughout the earth. And can I contend with God to open the treasuries of heaven for my family line so that I can do that? Is that an appropriate?
2: I think could, I think that would be something that would be perfectly fine to say to God.
1: Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Kimberly's asking, Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden. What was taking place outside of the garden? Was everything perfect everywhere until Adam and Eve gave into temptation? That's one thing I've wondered, too. What was, you know, I don't know how big the garden was. Um, well, I
2: think it was probably pretty good size. But it, now you have to remember, it says he made a garden east of Eden. Right. And I know we all call it the Garden of Eden. Yeah, we do. Anyway, that's what we named it. But it says it was east of Eden. Well, Eden was a city. It was a city that had been made on the earth. For whatever reason god had wanted it there the garden he planted and made for adam and eve was east of that place so there were other places i don't know much else about that except that i know that there were other places that that, that god had put on the earth because he enjoyed them or loved them when he was making the earth so
1: wow, that's that is true it does say that so all right um becca Let me make sure I'm not skipping anything here. Becca is asking, when we get to heaven, will we be able to watch movies of Jesus growing up? That's her question.
2: I'm quite sure we will all be seeing those movies of Jesus growing up.
1: That'll be fun. I want to see him. uh, I'd love to know to what extent if he never sinned, and every kid sins, every kid you know, it has to be uh, punished or disciplined. Um, was Jesus? Would could you see Jesus being disciplined without having sinned in order to do it? You know what I mean. In other words,
2: that he was without sin. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but he I mean, is there a discipline that is, is there a discipline that he might have to undergo that didn't require him sinning to have to be? In other I'm words, he
2: was corrupted by Joseph.
1: That's what I'm asking, kind of.
2: Because in training, and he was not just a son. He wasn't like a son to him. He wasn't, of course, his father. He was, just, he was the one that got to raise him. But even in training, in training him to do things and do them right, I'm sure that there was times he probably got got some maybe some. It would be better if you did it this way. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, there is a scripture that says Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. That is in the word. So, yeah. so there was an obedience. That he had to learn, but it wasn't because he was sinning. Into no, succession.
2: I don't think it was because he was sinning.
1: So, all right, Annie's asking this. Cat, I'm starting to discern and hear others' thoughts. I've heard of other seers able to do the same. Please explain this gift, and if you've experienced this, God knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. Is He offering us this same gift? That's your question.
2: I think that it depends on how close you get to God Himself um he has allowed me to hear the thoughts of people in meetings or even see into people's souls i mean i don't to me that wasn't strange not for me yeah i'm sure that's probably not normal for everybody but i think the more time you give to god and the more you know him i think that's something that just happens by the hand of god
1: yeah you know along that line of what you've always been able to do Um, I know some people, uh, you probably would know this one, too, but she said she would say, well, this is for everybody, and this gift is for everybody. And then she would describe all of these seer-type gifts, and I see angels, and here's these diamonds that are gold, and here's some feathers, and all the different things uh, that she just kind of lives in this thing. And she said this is for everybody, but she is operating as a seer. Yeah, and other people can live their whole life and not have something show up on their bed that was lost. You know okay. what I mean?
2: Yes, I understand. <laughs> so is it,
1: so is it so is it really not quite accurate for her to say this is for everybody? It's almost a, it almost comes off as well. Then what's wrong with me since it's not yeah. happening to me? You see what I mean?
2: I think some people desire things. Some people don't desire things. Number one. Not everybody wants the same thing, even if things are available for them, or some people don't want to pay the price it takes to have those things or to uh, be accountable for those things. That could be a very detailed answer given. I do know there are some things that are available for everybody, and that is to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, You know, to know him as a friend, to know him as your King, to rule and reign with Christ that's available to anybody who wants to pursue that. So there are some things that are. I wouldn't go so far as to say that everything is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like um, there are, I've known many, many seers now, and they seem to operate in very similar giftings, but the people around them don't. You know, it just, yeah. yeah. All right. Amberlynn is the name. Says, you've talked about how demons vomit on people at the entrance of bad or evil movies at the movie theater as they walk in. Are there angels that stay at the entrance of good family faith-based movies at the movie theater and if so do they release anything
2: i think yeah anytime anything that you would watch it would have something to do with christ or some importations going on in the movie or the or or to reveal the you know the the presence or the the relationship that christ wants for you i'm quite sure that there's blessings attached to that
1: okay um, and on the vomiting thing, um, I guess I want to know how extensive or okay, let's say someone goes to a PG uh, movie, and it's pretty good all the way through and then there was one scene that maybe shouldn't have been in there is, is a demon standing there ready to vomit. Uh, the ones that, that I
2: have saying? seen have been like the r radio ones and stuff over those theaters. Those are the ones that I've noticed being there, not not the other one.
1: I see. Okay, so it's kind of a degree. You have
2: to say, oh, Father, forgive me for seeing that, or I lose that from my soul if you don't want to keep an image or something that was said, and you're in a movie, and it didn't advertise that that was in it. You definitely yeah. need to not keep that in your soul.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Melanie's asking this. You said God puts a mark on us in heaven. What is the purpose of the mark in heaven again? Him. <laughs> so it's like I guess you're saying that God, after someone graduates and goes home to be with the Lord, then God will put a mark on some, yeah, not it others, so or what? It
2: says in the Bible that He will put the name of the, the name of the city of your God will be put in your forehead, and the name of your God in the palm of your hand. And those are things that He does for everybody who comes in.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. It's in the word, isn't it? All right. Um, so she she's saying what's the purpose of it? It's just that that's what he chooses to do, right? He
2: chooses to do it because you belong to him.
1: Okay. You've cool. given
2: yourself to him, so you marked. All
1: right. We're making progress here. Michael's asking this. Please explain the Trinity. Oh, That that only take 2 years. Please explain the Trinity. Scripture says says one God. Scripture says there's one God, yet many prophets speak of three manifested. Is it one God manifest three ways? That's his question.
2: It is the Godhead. It's called the God. The Godhead is the Trinity. That's what it is. And yes, that's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yes, they make up that. That means they're the ones who rule everything. That's what that means. They are the head of all of heaven, and that's why it's called the Godhead. or the Trinity, it's yep. the same thing. They have the ability to step inside of each other and to step out of out of each other if they want to. That's why it's also called the three-in-one. That would be the Father on the throne. Christ gets up, steps inside the Father. Holy Spirit comes and steps inside the Father. That is the three-in-one. And that is exactly how they explained that to me and showed it to me.
1: Or, and is it just as possible that, the God, that if you went on a trip to heaven, and God said, the three of us want to talk with you and sitting on three chairs is father son yes, holy spirit. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, so either one of those. It's has, me that
2: individual ever, beings. has
1: that ever has that ever happened to you yet, by the way, the three of them at the same time? Yes. What?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. On earth and in
1: heaven. <laughs> really? All three. Okay, that's very cool. Any anything else, any details?
2: They came and saying to me on my birthday when I was 55.
1: Wow. Very cool, Kat. Wow, very cool. That's precious. All right, Paul is asking: Did God create Adam because he was lonely? We know He created Eve because Adam was lonely.
2: He created He created Adam because that was always His plan. Okay. All those spirits living inside of him, He didn't plan to keep them in there forever. People, uh, they were to be made. That's why the earth was actually created so we could have a physical body.
1: Okay. So good. we can be
2: with him on the outside, and not continue to live on the inside. That's as basic as you can get.
1: That's good. That's good. All right. Diana's asking. Cat. Cat mentioned that Satan did not recognize Jesus because, as a man, he looked different than what he did when yes, he was the right. Word in heaven. Did Satan ever realize who Jesus really was? She's saying, he said "Did who he was." okay at one point where he said i am he or something like that
2: yes 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 he knew that, but until then he kept searching well you have to understand the word did not have a physical body and he did not look like that because he came from when god made him flesh when the word was made flesh that was jesus christ right yeah would have an image different in his flesh body, but he was willing to keep that body forever. So he was willing to change his very appearance. He was willing to change his appearance because he knew if he did this, if he came and died for us, that means he'd have to come in the flesh. He'd have to have a flesh body. It was different than his spiritual body. Your spirit man, when it goes into that diet of flesh, your spirit man takes on the image of that body. That's why people look like their parents, their grandparents. That's why yeah. that's that's why that happened. And so, you know, Mary had an image, right? Yeah, My father had an image too.
1: <laughs> By the way, you know, Jesus had you said she flesh and blood doesn't inherit the kingdom of heaven. It says, I don't know if that means so does that mean we don't have this. What about what does Jesus have in heaven? He's still flesh in heaven, right? He but is also glorified.
2: Spir- That's different.
1: Yeah, is, but is it glorified flesh, because he's because he kept his humanity or what?
2: Yeah. Okay. His, he, his body was glorified because when he was when he died on the cross, and his spiritual body went down into um, Abraham's bosom, and then he crossed over to hell so he could tear up hell before he came back up. Um, when he came out of that grave. He was instantly; his body was glorified. He was glorified, but he still. It, it, even then, it changed him a teeny bit because you remember some people didn't recognize him on the road. Yeah. When they were speaking to him, but um, but yeah, he he looked totally different than what he was in the spirit. When and and of course we know that um, Lucifer lived in heaven. He knew what he looked like. That's why he kept asking, to try to find out who he was, but he wouldn't say it then.
1: When when Jesus you know now that Jesus is in heaven forever you know preeminent everything you could, every word you could pick is he somehow still his mother's son at the same time he's her savior I mean have you seen this the mother son relationship in heaven with with Jesus or what
2: I see a savior relationship just that. Yeah, just a savior relationship. He has the memory, of course, of who she is. He knows that he, she carried him, of course. I'd say it's a special relationship, but but he he had that's why he gave him gave her to John. Said John, behold your mother, and to Mary, behold your son, because he had to die as her savior, not as her son.
1: Okay. Wow. Well, okay. All right. My phone's messed up. All right. Let's see where I am here. Uh, we're burning through these good. We're, we may actually get this whole list today. Let's see how we're doing here. Cheryl is asking this. Can you please explain what this scripture means, Matthew 11:12, 12? And it says, quote, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I've always believed this was regarding spiritual warfare, and I still think that, but I don't understand how the kingdom of heaven can suffer violence. God doesn't let evil in heaven, right?
2: Yeah, that's not what that
1: means.
2: (laughs) That's not what that means. The kingdom of heaven calls forth that word, suffers in that scripture means to call forth. And the Holy Spirit took me back and He said, See this scripture here, suffer the little children to come unto me. That scripture right there means call them, have them to call them forth, to have them to come. The kingdom of heaven calls forth spiritual violence in you because you have authority over the enemy. So that is not about heaven being attacked by people.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it just means, uh, but but it, when it's the kingdom of heaven is really talking about really primarily that scripture is about what's going on here on the earth right now, right? The kingdom of heaven on earth suffers violence because heaven itself may be, I, I'm thinking she's confusing also that with heaven itself, because because she adds God doesn't let evil in heaven, right? So she's connecting. You're
2: right. She's right. She's right that he doesn't let evil in heaven. Yeah. But it still says the kingdom of heaven calls forth spiritual violence from the inside of us. Okay. That's not like bad violence. That's like the wrath of God and stuff to stand up against what is evil.
1: Okay. Good, good, good. All right, JP. JP asks, "One of my husband's greatest joys and passion in life here was when he was a police officer. Now that he's in heaven, I can't help but wonder what he might be doing. Being there is no need. There's no need for policing in heaven because he loved it so much, and it was a big part of who he was. Does the Father still use that?
2: Probably directing what, traffic.
1: Yeah. What? Because what do police officers do in heaven? Do they need probably him tra-
2: directing traffic? Yeah." Possibly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, because you've talked about what you'll do in heaven is your gift, but it sounds like he loved his work so much it was his gift.
2: Or he had a hobby that he didn't talk about.
1: Okay, so... Normally
2: your gift is usually your hobby. Your job is not usually your your gift. Yeah. Unless you are a gifted singer and you sing. Then or an
1: inventor who, who does it as work and it's his hobby he would do it if yeah. he made nothing he'd still be an inventor yeah so um all right samantha is asking how do i pray for my children to be delivered from drinking depression suicide and for their salvation
2: i would say the way that uh you know most people already you do that you number one you pray that they will be free in jesus name you those are the some that you can command the host of heaven to pull down strongholds of that stuff that's building of, around your children. That would be the best thing to do, I would say.
1: Pull down the strongholds.
2: Yes, yeah, strongholds get in their lives and they don't need to be there. That, that is one of the reasons why the hosts are there is to pull those down. that They won't be able to affect them anymore.
1: Is there, um, I just want to ask this, is there a sense where a mom, I, I'm not saying that Samantha is this person, but I'm saying could a mom be Find themselves in a judgmental place about this child and this child and this child, so that their prayers are a little less effective because they're judging them for this and this. Any thoughts oh. about that? I don't really
2: have any about that. Okay,
1: just a, okay, just praying for it. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Ann asks, "I'm a feeler, and lately I've noticed that when I walk into a room, there are times in a certain spot I feel hot. Another." Place it feels cold. Kat, have you felt different temperatures when you enter when entering a room? If so, what does that mean to you?
2: I don't really, um, I don't really notice temperatures and stuff like
1: that. I know James Gall talks about he's a feeler, but I haven't heard him talk yeah. about it much. So, so are you a feeler or mainly a seer? Or do I'm you a feel- seer. You see things, so you'll see uh, where a demon is or an angel is, or yeah mm-hmm okay uh, okay lauren's asking this can you taste colors in heaven
2: um i do know that you can taste flavors you can taste aromas and aromas have colors aromas have colors um so that that type of thing goes on all over heaven so many different things that you wouldn't expect to be there are there they're, they're amazing
1: okay can you taste colors uh there's a, yeah, there's a song, Chris Rice, I think he's a smell, it's called Smell the Color 9. It's interesting. Okay, Jules is asking. we're down to the last two questions here. Uh, Jules asks, "Cat, when I pray, there are times I see a physical feather manifest. Does seeing feathers physically appear always mean angels are present?
2: Sometimes it does. I think most of the time it probably would mean that.
1: Okay, and last on the list this is the first time we've ever completed the list. So here, you go. Know, Faith is asking this. What are some practical ways that we can start establishing the culture of heaven on earth? Do you have uh, one simple everyday example?
2: I would have to say invite heaven. Number one, you know, most people don't wake up in the morning and start thinking, what is God? What would God, want? what would he want to say? What would he, what would he like to have, happen in my life? And I always sought that out. I always say, Father, I want whatever you want for me, whatever that means. But I do want to create a habitation for heaven in my home. That means you're not going to play bad stuff, watch bad stuff, <laughs> say bad stuff. So you actually have to adapt your life to want something like that. Because heaven's not going to hang around where profanity is, where, where hate is, where arguing is. It's like a lifestyle change. You have to decide to make yourself if you want that to happen. But we do have a lot of angels here most of the time, and they do come and go. But uh, it's because of the way we order our lives.
1: That's good. That's good. Yeah, you've always been very consistent about that. Well, Kat, um, talk for a moment about what people can get at RevealingHeaven.com. When we close out, I'm going to remind people as we close, I'm going to play that clip. Uh, that i promised to play but i'll say goodbye okay. to you first but uh tell me what they can get at revealingheaven.com and catker.com well
2: RevealingHeaven revealingheaven.com is our main website it explains to you uh who i am the things that i do and also where you can find products It's where you can find about events you
1: know cat's just frozen for me is it just me she's frozen and she's same here she's gone now did you kick her out or she just disappear I'll tell you what, if she's gone by the time she comes back, we'll just be saying goodbye. Why don't you, why don't we close, guys, by playing that clip I promised to play for you? And we'll just close with that. This is Kat talking about the round earth. So, um, so go ahead and play that, and this we'll close with that. Here we go. There's so much I could say, but the bottom line is there's this thing going around about the flat earth. Talk. Talk to the people about this thing. and, the, and what, what does God put on your heart to say about all these people believing in a flat earth?
2: First of all, I'll talk a little bit about what they think it is. What they think yeah. it is, not what yeah. it is, okay? Right. Someone had it in their head. It always starts with a thought in somebody's head. A man's head, not God. Okay? Obviously, uh, so what they do and they think, well, I really, for some reason, I believe and some of them can use ancient maps from when people cross the ocean. And they actually would draw at that time. They drew it flat. Then, in other words, they have no conception of how to draw like a, a curved earth and show a map with the water and the, and the, travel, um, uh, the travel route of where they were going to go. So it, it made sense to draw just a flat thing, and they show the ship going, ship going across, and a lot of the charts were made like that way back then. Some are even still made that way. It's just out of convenience. Uh, but whenever these thoughts come, usually it's the enemy. And I have to tell you, the enemy sometimes doesn't just give wicked thoughts; he gives stupid ones.
1: <laughs> and I have to I say, stupid
2: because. Yeah. If he can't get you to go into sin, if he can't get you to fall apart and just, you know, dissolve and and, and give up your whole life, then he will get you distracted. And some of the biggest distractions going on in the earth right now are some of the most ridiculous things. And, but this flat earth thing, they consider it a thing. It's a society, which means it's a group of people who've dedicated themselves to prove earth is flat millions of dollars have been wasted on that Hmm. and i know you'll say what about nasa what about all that stuff i'll I'll address that in a minute but they will come back to you i know people who got out of it and i mean literally got out of it they had called say i'm they had to call and say i'm no longer part of this take me off of the roll don't count me in anymore i'm not throwing my money away because they had revelation from god the earth is round okay a world is round okay and the earth is a shadow and a type of heaven so the earth and the planets are styled after heaven itself heaven is a world uh, before the flat earth thing came up probably somebody who believed in the middle earth decided to make it a flat earth because they could never prove there was a middle earth there was a whole middle earth society probably maybe 50 years ago or before that a little bit that they believed because the Bible talked about descending and they talked about Abraham's bosom or paradise. And so people began to look for paradise. And there was a whole group, unfortunately, started here in Florida. There were the really? mid-earth, middle earth people, middle earth society. And they said if they walked along the beach far enough, it was a downward thing. They would then enter into the middle earth. Well, we know that's a joke, just like the flat earth society is a joke. And I think because they could never find Middle Earth, they decided to call it a flat Earth. And therefore, they began to search the scriptures to find what things they could make to find to prove the Earth was flat. And they came up with two different ones, which don't mean at all what they say they mean. Uh, Number one, if you don't have revelation from the Father, part of the word is talking about the spirit realm. It isn't always talking about this natural realm. There's a scripture that talks about the four corners of the earth and that is one of the main ones they these in this flatter society see there's corners that means it has to be flat it can't be round and the first time i heard that i was like i was in shock i laughed out loud i went you do realize that scripture is talking about the north south east and west those are directions that has nothing to do with the earth is flat whatsoever and and then there's another one that talks about the, the columns. There's columns or pillars that are holding up under the earth. And so they say, look, it's flat. It's sitting on a table-like thing. There's a structure with legs on it. And I went, do you not realize that those two pillars are angels that are talked about in the book of Genesis, where when their time comes, they're thousands of feet tall. If you wow. ever could go to the spirit, the spirit realm, you would see uh, that they're there. They're waiting, waiting for what? Well, it talks about in the Bible in the last days when one angel will put one foot in the middle of the ocean, and in the middle of the land, it says it very clearly, and that's what one of those columns or pillars are. Sometimes those are angels, and having been passed and out above the earth, I can see the two angels standing there. But I do need to give you a scripture that says Jesus sits above the circle of the earth so let all of the flat earth be flushed down the toilet where it belongs (laughs) because this is a world made by the hands of God handmade by him for the purpose of sending us from himself that we would come into this natural realm and have a physical body that we would keep with us through all eternity so basically that's it
0: this has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.